You're listening to Meet Cute and Mistletoe, the podcast celebrating the best of the worst Christmas romantic comedies. <laughs> the more outlandish, the better. So grab a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa and cozy up with us while we discuss this week's Meet Cute. Hey guys, Lindsay again. And I'm Kelly, and we are reunited, and it feels so good. So good. This week, we watched the ABC Family 25 Days of Christmas classic, Snow Globe, starring Christina Milian, about a girl who loves Christmas so much, she magically visits the holiday village in her winter snow globe. You know, typical. <laughs> that, old, that old story. <laughs> um, if you grew up at all interested in these cheesy holiday rom-coms like us, then chances are you've probably seen this movie before in your past. So we decided to take a stroll down the candy cane-filled memory lane to see how it holds up. (laughs) And for new listeners who don't already know the game, we also like to play our own version of Meet Cute Bingo as we watch and discuss these movies to see just how many classic holiday rom-com tropes we can spot along the way. Before we get started, let's lay out the rules of the game. If you haven't already done so and feel like playing along, go to our website and download a bingo card for free because we love you cuties. It's at meetcuteandmistletoe.com or follow the links on Twitter at mcmistletoepod and all other social at meetcuteandmistletoe. Play along as you watch the movie on your own time. We'll be calling out any tropes we noticed while we discuss. But because no party is complete without a legit snack, (laughs) Kelly's going to share the special treat she whipped up for this week's movie. Lindsay, as you may know, perfection comes in many flavors. Mm, Doesn't it not? (laughs) (laughs) This week, I made a Christmas tree on fire eggnog loaf, a nicely moist cake filled with homemade vegan eggnog. Tell me more. (laughs) Warm spices. Mm. Topped with a boozy cherry Mm. brandy glaze. (laughs) It's essentially Eddie's second version of the shot he, quote, invented, with eggnog and cherry brandy, of course. The version of this recipe is vegan and gluten-free, but as always, a non-dietary restrictive recipe is also available on our website. Check it out in the recipe section. Also, the vegan one is delicious. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I would not think vegan good, but vegan good. Vegan good. Vegan good. It could be good. Our website, uh, meetcuteandmistletoe.com. And even your boy liked it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so he there doesn't we go. like <laughs> anything. He doesn't like gluten free and vegan, <laughs> yeah. but he like just couldn't get enough of this cake. Yeah, cake, cake, cake. Uh, okay, so bingo cards out, Christmas tree on fire, eggnog cake <laughs> in. <laughs> Let's shake up our snow globes. (laughs) Okay, so act one, special delivery. Feisty Angela works at her family's deli, but clearly isn't happy. Not with the endless supply of deli meats, holiday lasagnas, or single men that her family parades in front of her in an attempt to settle her down with a nice guy to start a family. Gotta love this old trope, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We're treated to our first meet-cute of the movie. She mistakes a new apartment neighbor for a pizza delivery guy while he waits for the broken elevator. And can I just say... Her parents are terrible landlords if they didn't disclose the elevator issue before he moved in. Right. Well, I mean, 
terrible parents, terrible landlords. It <laughs> goes hand in hand. All one and the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible landlords, her family invades her home to bake lasagna in her oven, completely <laughs> taking over to make a big family dinner as well. Like, she seems like she's planning for a nice night in yes. romantic by herself <laughs> with like Some a bunch self- of lit candles. Self-care Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they're like, surprise, family dinner, we're baking lasagna, <laughs> not for ourselves, but like for people to buy. Yeah. Um, so we're going to eat something else, but now we've completely taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no nicer way to say this other than they're just like completely overbearing and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's no wonder that she daydreams, and just dreams in general, of escaping her typical life. Her biggest dream at the moment, the perfect Christmas, complete with snow. Of course. Just as she complained about it on her way home from work earlier in the evening, a smirking, dare I say, jolly <laughs> man asked, <laughs> asks, her for, uh, asks her to sign for a package that turns out to be a snow globe. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it seems like a pretty standard holiday snow globe fair, like yeah. a little town full of little people, and I'm not going to keep singing that song, <laughs> but <laughs> Angela is in awe of it as she drifts to sleep to the sound of the music box playing and wakes in a forest of snow, then walks into the life-size village of early 2000s Gap commercial extras. Um, I, I, have, I have lots of thoughts and feelings. Yes. Um, the family's accents. Yeah. <laughs> um, in what? case there was any confusion, they are 100% authentic mm-hmm. New York City Italians. Even her dad, who is from Cuba, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is somehow a authentic... New York City Italian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. uh, this is very, very stereotyped. Um, yeah, how did you feel about the elevator meet cute? Um, I thought that it was just kind of a strange meet cute. Like they were kind of making her out to be like this like pretentious snob almost. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy clearly doesn't live in this building. You know, he's, oh, let me help him. This, you know, pizza boy. (laughs) Why would she assume he was a pizza delivery guy? It was the weirdest assumption, I thought. Because he's holding a pizza. (laughs) Anyone holding a pizza in a building must be a delivery person? Would she assume that if he was holding, like, any other thing? Like... (laughs) He's holding a radio. Oh, are you... <laughs> radio delivery? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Kind of strange. Yeah, I just thought it was a very bizarre assumption. Um, once she actually, like, realizes that he lives in apartment 304, 304 and actually isn't delivering pizza there, <laughs> like, she turns on him and goes from, like, nice and helpful to, like, just downright, like, yeah, totally pretentious. Yeah. And he, he like, seems into it mm. in such a weird way that I was just like, why are you interested in her? Mm. Like, that seemed odd to me as well. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. It just, the whole setup of this first act was, I was just like, oh, she is also equally awful to be around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just was like, it's okay, very weird. Okay, cute, great. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so anything else you want to add? Yeah, I wanted to bring up... Okay, so they're having dinner 
well, she's having dinner with her family, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they're obviously talking about how they want to set her up with, you know, these guys or whatever, and, you know, she needs to start settling down, and how her mom is like, you're gonna die a spinster alone with a cat, and I just hate, this is, like, one of my, like, I hate this trope yeah. so much, yeah. and it's, like, clearly, like, men wrote this script, yeah. because that's just, like, the go-to, yeah. to be quite honest, yeah. and, like, and I hate that. It's, like, women are specifically, not men, because nobody ever says anything about men who own cats, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's fine, yeah. but he's a bachelor, right? Yeah. But like he when, would never own a cat. Right. He's a, he's a bachelor with a dog. Yeah. Or a spinster right. with a cat. Exactly. It's so... Oh God, come on, guys. What and, about a spinster with a parakeet? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, there's a person's just weird, right? Um, but like it's, these stereotypes. It's such just these stereotypes. I'm yeah. just like, I'm just disappointed in ABC Family for, like, of all, of all entities, just, like, kind of perpetuating this, yeah. like, awful myth yeah. that all women are either, you know, who are one alone... Are lonely, yeah, and two that their only companions are cats. Yes, yeah. So they must be signal, signal. Yes. So yeah, I just yep. wanted to bring that up. And then the last thing from the section that I thought was just I had to say something is, who in New York or anywhere else in general actually falls asleep in bed with their shoes on? <laughs> That's all I could see was she walked home from work or wherever she was at and then literally just falls on the bed with her gross ass subway shoes <laughs> stepped in God knows what bodily fluids yeah and just falls asleep like it's nothing I mean she's wa- she's for sure been walking around their family deli in in uh deli fluids yeah deli fluids and bodily fluids from the subway yeah. animal excrement like yeah. I've lived in New yeah. York I know how gross the subway is, but it's just, like, anywhere in general. Like, yeah. I would never, ever, ever, after coming home from working in a restaurant, just pull up down. Trail that into your bed. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. 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 She's gross. That's why she's single. <laughs> because she's a disgusting pig. You know who wouldn't want that in their bed? Her cat. <laughs> no, her cat would not. Her cat would kick her out. Um. <laughs> So, the bingo for this section. Tell me if I'm wrong, uh, or if you think, you know, if you've noticed anything else. Just kind of going down the list of, like, things as as I was seeing them. Mm-hmm. Delivery guy? I was getting secret scenes. Oh, for vibes. sure. Okay, yeah, cool. Totally. Um, unreasonable boss is unreasonable with the uh, <laughs> hostile household lasagna takeover yes. of like we need to be baking lasagnas in every oven that we can so um, burned food mm-hmm. they're talking about that they had a charred lasagna in the broken oven downstairs mm-hmm. yeah uh, we didn't see it, but we heard all about mm-hmm. it. Certainly a disapproving family Absolutely. trope going on there. Unexplained holiday magic. Oh, yeah. We never, ever learn. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We never learn how the snow globe works. Nope. Um, it just does. Yeah. <laughs> and um, unexpected snow. She seems pretty surprised about snow happening in her life when she wakes up yeah. inside the snow globe. Also wakes up inside the snow globe. Inside the snow globe is a pretty weird sentence to be saying, but (laughs) fits right in in this podcast. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so Act 2, uh, which I've titled Between Two Worlds, we are immediately introduced to Douglas, the digger of snow, <laughs> who accidentally tosses a pile of snow on Angela, who is next to the ice rink in this idyllic town square. And this is our second meet-cute of oh, yeah. the movie. Um, as she babbles that she's obviously in a dream, um, he giggles with her that clearly they're not in Brooklyn anymore. And he's like, what's a Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> then he drags her into the local inn where it's like nearly a get out moment. Oh my god. <laughs> As like the one woman of color walks in saying Merry Christmas to everyone, and literally every white person in the scene <laughs> stops mid response and stares at Christina Milian. Mm-hmm. Um Almost, this like almost turns into a very different movie right here. Yes. <laughs> Had it not been ABC <laughs> 25 Days of Christmas, um, it's like very Stepford Snow Globe all of a sudden. Absolutely. Yeah. You nailed it. It's, um, it, yeah, totally different movie vibes. <laughs> and they could have went with it. It, it would have been a much more interesting movie. I would have watched they, that movie. <laughs> if they would have done the Get Out, Stepford Wives. Like, yeah. that, this is the snow globe that she wanted to, <laughs> this is the dream. I actually want to now make that movie. That should be the second movie. Yeah. ABC globe, Family. <laughs> Disney Plus. It's Freeform now. We like. want the sequel. <laughs> yes. I wonder if Christina Milian would still do it. She, but, I mean, she yeah. she's great in all Christmas rom-coms. So. Also, like, as Douglas being, like, the local digger, like, that is a... <laughs> what is he digging? <laughs> That's... It's, he always asks for a shovel. What are you hiding, Douglas? What are you hiding? Um, everything in the Snow Globe Village is just a little too perfect on this, like, get out kind of feel. Um, but every everyone also is just a little too dim to be real. Yeah. Um, yet, Angela is in a daydream whenever she's back. And now she's, like, constantly trying to figure out how, how to travel between like both worlds like she's totally in love with being inside the snow globe Mm -hmm. and she starts spending all of her time there like she is addicted to the syrupy sweet christmas cheer Mm -hmm. which is bizarre weird to me (laughs) because there's like no substance there Uh, but she's also falling for bland douglas in the process She also is starting to bring bits of her snow globe time and, like, legit elements of the snow globe back with her. So maybe it's real after all? Hmm. Um, Her growing absence is becoming noticed by her family, though. Running late for work or skipping family dinner is one thing. But when she completely misses her sister's baby shower while declaring official (laughs) boyfriend-girlfriend status with Douglas, snow globe shit really just got real. Oh, yeah. Um, An argument with her mom has Angela rethinking a lot about her life, yet somehow also thinking that Douglas has good insight (laughs) about perspective, when really he's just talking about how all he does is walking around uh, counting Christmas lights. Like, I don't know how she's thinking, like, like, you're so smart. (laughs) She said that, like, a legit laugh. I was Mm -hmm. like, how do you think he's smart? All he's saying is all he does is count Christmas lights all day when you're not there. Um, 
she's just about to go tell her family off when instead she walks into a family dinner date trap complete with Eddie invite in Mm -hmm. her literal own house. But just as she's softening to the self-proclaimed, self-taught, frustrated (laughs) architect and starting to make googly eyes and plans to hang out with him, unexplained holiday magic brings Douglas through her bedroom door in front of everyone's shocked eyes. And that's the end of our second act. Mm -hmm. Um... Which meat cute do you think is better, Elevator Eddie or Snow Shovel Douglas? I think this is like the writer's way of showing us Angela's real life meat cute versus like her dream meet cute. Okay. And like what our expectations of love and connections are. Okay. In reality, love is hard. Even in our most fanatical of fantasies, they are just that. But fantasies are superficial. Okay. Um, But honestly, I don't want any of those meet cutes. (laughs) I'm good. I don't want to have to climb the stairs. Don't throw any snow on me. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? Um, I think I prefer... Snow Shovel Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw some snow on me, Douglas. Yeah. It's very getting really kinky. (laughs) No, obviously, Elevator Eddie, because I get a pizza out of it. Oh, there you go. Let's be honest. Really great perspective. Yeah, thank you. You know, I just like walked around the (laughs) tree and counted some more lights to to solve that problem. Um, Okay. I know. That I kind of brought it up last uh, last act, but again, seriously, why is Eddie into her? She is continuing to only show hostility to him. Um, I don't understand. No. Also, self-taught, frustrated architect. Yeah. <laughs> self-taught architect. Yeah. Is that a thing? He owns a bar. <laughs> And he's self-taught. I'm so confused by this man. Yeah. Uh, does anyone who wrote this movie know what an architect is? I like, know. I was going to bring it up later, but let's yeah. talk about it now. Is he a bar owner? Is he a renovator? Is he an architect? He's all the things. He's, <laughs> he's the, a jack of all trades. He's the workaholic in this. <laughs> That's a very good point. In this bingo. <laughs> yeah. He's never, sh- never shown without, like architect things yeah he had like Computer. layouts he was holding layouts i do many things yeah bingo we've got a big city person small town yes very small town like mm-hmm. snow globe size yeah. town a block yeah. <laughs> just like a, li- a little a little circular it's size so town if you will um when angela goes and visits inside the snow globe Carol singers right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They are always there in the Snow Globe Village, um, singing up their carols. Uh, Douglas and Angela do some tree de- decorating together at yep. the inn when they are then introduced to uh, Marie. And then um, right off the bat, we get like an adorably klutzy fall yeah. from. Um, from Angela right. when she like tries to trail after Douglas mm-hmm. and like go find him and say goodbye. Um 
I'm gonna call Eddie a lonely neighbor trope. For sure. Because seemingly all he does is work and then try to see or hear Angela yeah. around and like run into her. Yeah. Uh, trying to like share a pizza with her or catch her, you know, around the apartment building. We get a falling in love montage oh, yeah. set to Britney Spears. Of course. Maybe my favorite part. Oh my gosh. I was living. I was like, <laughs> oh yes, Britney Spears. I the song. <laughs> yeah, it's taking us back. And then I almost missed it, but we had a competition moment. We did. Jenga. Mm-hmm. It brings also, all families where, together. Yeah, exactly. Where he where he awkwardly Eddie awkwardly says Put the money where the mouth is. <laughs> what? I was like, do you didn't want to go for a second take there? Yeah. No. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Uh, okay. Uh, act three. Uh, shake up. So, just as it seems, Angela has decided to pursue something real with Eddie. Life starts to get very unreal as Douglas excitedly introduces himself to everyone. (laughs) Um, Eddie understandably splits, like, what the hell, your boyfriend just showed up, as her family starts to give douglas the third degree but too bad he is too naive to even realize it they're like you do what you use a shovel for a job do you get paid (laughs) angela decides it's her turn to show douglas around her hometown now and what we get is nearly a frame by frame snow globe version of will ferrell's elf Mm -hmm. like i was like oh yeah complete with a terrified mall escalator ride like exactly the same um hilariously angela tries to bring sexy to her new boyfriend's sleepover (laughs) but unfortunately unfortunately like douglas is way more into his teddy bear than he is her teddy (laughs) and um he's like obviously dreaming of new york style hot dogs (laughs) (laughs) the next day she talks eddie into babysitting her boyfriend so that he literally doesn't burn down the building in her absence which leads to some hilarious zoo and bar (laughs) hangouts for the guys you know all the classic toddler boyfriend favorites yeah this movie is, like, really trying hard to be, like, elf. Yes. It's just not working. And I had to think, I was like, wait, what came first? Like, what? Yeah. And elf came out in 2003. This came out in 2007. So okay. I'm just like, okay, clearly this is an elf thing. Yeah. And, like, Douglas just reminds me of, like, the soldier from It's Always Sunny in uh, Philadelphia. You know that, like, the, I don't the know soldier. the actor's name. Like, the soldier guy that Deed, did, like, Oh, yes. Dates. And he's just, like, so cheery yeah. and so positive yeah. and just clearly in a whole different world next to, like, the gang. Yes. I don't know. He was giving me those vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone's, like, giving him looks. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for her family to want her to have a boyfriend so badly, and then she, like, is like, hello, here's my boyfriend. Actually has one. And they're like, not this one. Right. <laughs> really says something. It's very... 
Um, when Angela goes to pick up her boyfriend from daycare. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Eddie's bar renovation. <laughs> only to learn that he's already back at her apartment. Eddie talks Angela into staying a while and enjoying a few holiday-themed drinks to escape reality for a while with him. So if you're not catching on, maybe she doesn't need the snow globe after all mm. to escape reality. Um Alcoholic drinks as metaphors for choices between the guys. I see what you did there, Eddie. Also, plying the lady that you like with drinks. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Not sure how I feel That'll about that. Loosen her up. Uh, ABC family. Yep. <laughs> feel like we should have a talk about consent. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anything else like you want to point out from this section? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the scene with Douglas and Eddie. Yes. It very comes off to me, and obviously it's not intentional, but for me it was, like, the frustrated boyfriend yes. trying to bond with his girlfriend's, like, eight-year-old son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could have seen more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was very entertained yes. by their dynamic, yeah. and, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Eddie gives me serious Jerry Seinfeld vibes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that that was such a cool, like, it was very New York, very, I don't know. Their their dynamic was very enjoyable to watch. I mean, I love that he took him to the zoo. Yeah, to the zoo. I'm like, oh, that's where kids go. To the zoo. If I'm going to impress my girlfriend, I'm going to take her son to the zoo. Yes, yeah. And also that he's like, what are these? And he's like, hippo, hippopotamus, hip, hip. Hippos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then, like, I like how he's, like, actually trying to bond with him, and he asks him, like, oh, wait, so what village are you from? <laughs> he's like, and the village. He's like, D- like, Douglas is really thinking hard. Yes. Like, kudos to the actor, because yes. he's just, yeah. like, really delivering it. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. uh, and then, like, and he's just, like, so frustrated, and he's like, it's not that hard of a question, Yeah, I'm Doug. asking you some easy questions here. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, like, the best chemistry in this movie is between those two guys. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the way that they play that goes I wish they over had so well. more scenes with those two together, yeah, yeah. because that was yeah. really enjoyable. Really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I have one more thing to say. Okay. Uh, for being such a Christmas fanatic, Angela clearly doesn't know the lyrics to Deck the Halls. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that? She's like, funny she's point. supposed to be drunk, right? Yes. And she sings, fa la 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 la. But like, and then there's this part where she just completely flubs through the 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 line, the lyrics. She's like, la 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 la. Like, she clearly doesn't know the lyrics. Do you think it's a case of good singer having a hard time playing bad singer? Like, you know, when someone, like is legitimately a good singer mm-hmm. and they have to act like they're bad mm-hmm. and they, it's hard for them because they're literally good at it. Right. Like I've heard yeah in like you I know in interviews saying. people talk about that yeah. and so she, since because she's a singer like she's just like how do I do drunk because I thought she played drunk really badly. Yeah <laughs> like, she plays drunk really badly but I, I also think that she like Wait. doesn't know the lyrics <laughs> and the lyrics that she's missing is see the blazing yule before us 
Like, I'm like, your mouth isn't even <laughs> anywhere near those words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, my thought. I was like, hmm, someone should have done a little bit more research on their character. <laughs> I mean, also for someone who loves Christmas a lot, none of her clothing shows that she likes Christmas. No. I didn't think, really. No. No. Um, like, I mean, you could have had like a scarf that mm-hmm. had something Christmassy or to like it. Or a cute coat. I mean, like, Christmas time in New York is very cold. Yeah. And her outfits were not showing Well, that. I mean, this Just, was probably filmed in, like... It was filmed in Canada in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, dude, like, the, like, the cami, mm-hmm. the lace cami mm-hmm. with the V-neck sweater, mm-hmm. I was like, shout out 2007. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> the Argyle yes. uh, layered number Cardigan? at the very end. Oh yeah. Uh, it just uh, none of for someone who's so into Christmas, like yeah. her apartment wasn't very Christmas no. decorated. No. Yeah, not so, at all. You know, hmm. they definitely played that down. Yeah, I was just like, but like, do you like Christmas? Yeah. Prove it a little bit mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Uh, okay, should we go on to the bingo tropes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Love triangle definitely got complicated oh, in this section. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a... It's it's not often that you get both, like, big city person in a small town yeah. and then small town person in a big city. Oh, but yeah. Snow Globe delivered when, you know, uh, Douglas, you know, put his best elf impression oh, sure. <laughs> throughout NYC. Then we get the movie title reference Mm -hmm. uh, because literally at one point when he's when Douglas and Angela are walking down the street and he's saying hello to everybody yeah she turns to him and she says Douglas this is not the snow globe Mm -hmm. so definitely get movie title reference and then also again like after she introduces her best friend then her she her friend runs up and is like do you have snow globes (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) which i found hilarious um okay we get a brush with the law Mm -hmm. doug versus malkoff he gets 86 from the mall (laughs) he is a mean (laughs) malkoff although he does say a merry christmas (laughs) the end and then of course as we've all been waiting for, we get an interrupted almost kiss yes. at the door between uh, very drunk Angela and Eddie. Sisters a cock block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, act four. It's a nice place to visit, but I'm trapped in a freaking snow globe. <laughs> and another reference. <laughs> Dare I say maybe the best line of the movie. Yes. Uh Maybe, like, right up there with when Douglas says, like, Eddie's my friend. And then Eddie says, yeah, me, not so much. (laughs) Again, I want to see that movie. (laughs) That buddy team up. Okay, so a lot happens in the act. Uh, Just bear with us. Basically, this is, like, the denouement. The the climax and Mm -hmm. denouement. Oh, yeah. Kind of wrapped up in one. Um, just as things start to heat up between Angela and Eddie, the love triangle 
becomes a square. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, Marie is here, and she is pissed. Mm-hmm. Douglas has always been her friend, who's a boy, but then he took off after Angela and made her his new friend, who's a girl. Mm. Understandably so, girl. You may be one-dimensional, but that dimension deserves to be upset and confused. Mm-hmm. Angela quickly assures Marie that she's had a taste of Eddie's eggnog, mm. and now she <laughs> wants the chicken. Or the goose. <laughs> That's a good... <laughs> she wants his goose. She wants his goose. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Marie can have Douglas. Yes. Uh, they just need to get back in the snow globe. And Marie's like, um, what did you say? Back in the snow globe? Cue the existential crisis that dumb fuck Douglas <laughs> should have had back in Act 2. Um, <laughs> Angie tries to show them and, of course, gets herself stuck in the snow globe. Um, because that's what this entire movie has been leading up to is someone getting stuck in the snow globe. Of course. Um, she also manages to break the damn thing in the process. Well, there you go. <laughs> and all in front of Eddie, who surprisingly takes this all in stride and hasn't run for the hills. <laughs> like, how cheap is the rent on his studio <laughs> apartment in this building? Do they promise lifetime rent control if he agrees to marry into the family? Yeah. <laughs> Just as Marie, Douglas, and Eddie start to try to figure out what happened and how to help Angela out of the snow globe. Again, a sentence only said on this podcast. <laughs> um, Angie's sister comes to steal Doug and Marie to family dinner, which leaves Eddie to, like, ogle, lament, and nearly shatter the snow globe in an attempt to bust his beloved and just met mm-hmm. Angela by himself, uh, while Douglas and Marie nearly drive the family to homicide with the world's <laughs> worst game of charades <laughs> while they wait for their daughter to show up for Christmas dinner. Okay, Marie is light years smarter than Douglas. <laughs> um, in fact, it seems that the women of Snow Globe Village are much less dim-lit- dim-witted than the men. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's one of the great characterizations, I guess, in this movie is that... Women are smarter than men? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because it's like her sister and the brother-in-law. Yeah. Like, her mom and her dad. Yeah. Like... Uncle Donnie's just kind of like a dud who just wants to watch games Mm -hmm. and he's like a meathead. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. Like her best friend is very on it. Yeah. So the women, smart. The men, not so smart. Not so smart. Um, well, back in the snow globe, Angela's finally in the throes of her own existential crisis, realizing that she's stuck in daily holiday perfection with a bunch of fake people, when all she wants is her real family, flaws and all. (laughs) She has a heart-to-heart with Stepford get-out-of-the-kitchen-joy <laughs> of all people, mm-hmm. um, who then gives a knowing nod to none other than the smirking, knowing delivery man from the start of the film, carrying yet another box in his arms. What 
is that? Mm. Oh, just a snow globe with Angela's apartment building. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> As Joy explains that everyone has their own perfect Christmas, and now it's time for her to go find hers. Um, now I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> What? Okay, according to the reality of this movie, the real New York City exists inside of the same snow globe in which is inside of the New York City. Yeah. Is this like, I feel like it's in, it's snow globe inception. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like kind of like everyone has their own snow globe. But Everyone's... it's a snow globe inside of a snow globe inside of a yeah. snow globe. It's like the Russian doll. <laughs> yes. Nesting doll of, of snow, globes. snow globes. Okay. Sure. Cool. Makes sense. <laughs> it's like, so is the point of this movie for everyone to have an existential crisis except for Douglas? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, Eddie's about to sh- shatter the snow globe in his attempt to get Angela out, which I don't understand how he thinks that that would work. Yeah. Um, when Angie magically shows up and they kiss and act like nothing (laughs) unusual has happened at all and it's no big deal. Then they rush to family dinner where Angela is crushed to see that her mom actually did like pay attention to what she said that she wanted and made a Christmas goose instead of lasagna. Oh, but don't worry because she stuffed lasagna as the stuffing inside of the goose. I really need you to jump in here, Kelly, as our resident chef. (laughs) Uh, That lasagna stuffed goose looks fucking disgusting. (laughs) The person responsible for putting that prop together should be ashamed of themselves. Yes. Like, for shame. It looked like the goose had worms. It was like... First of all, it didn't look... It looked raw. Yes. There was no, like, crispy skin. There was no caramelization. Yeah. It just looked, like, raw. Really good point. And then, like, the noodles and red sauce spewing out of the crevice. Yeah, that's not lasagna. And it looked like organs and blood. Yes. It was... It's gross. It was graphic. Really graphic. And then, like... It's, like, almost like the mom is setting up a joke. Like, look at what I made. Spooky Christmas goose. Like, you wanted. And it's, like, it's set up to be a joke. And then Angela's, like, oh, my God. Like, happy. (laughs) Like, I do not want to eat that. No. Gross. I can't think in any way that that would be at all delicious. I took took a um, snapshot of it. And I have it on my computer, and I no. just wanted to. No. <laughs> That's so gross. That looks like a baby delivery. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Merry Christmas, your perfect Christmas, Angela. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, my. Um, thank you for that, Cal. You're welcome. A, a feast for the eyes and the ears. <laughs> Um, okay, so Christmas has happened. Somehow they survived. Um, Angela and Eddie are like, hey, 
snow globe people you guys ready to go home <laughs> i think i think after christmas after surviving that christmas dinner non-perfect christmas dinner uh marie and douglas are more than ready to go back like, to their snow globe uh but they're like hey it's broken how are we gonna how are we gonna get back and angel and eddie are like we got this we're gonna fix it yeah uh, they add in a few NYC landmark improvements, and um, no one asked for that. Colonize much? <laughs> the Statue of Liberty is with is next to Brooklyn, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next to the Inn, like Joy, Naga, 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 like that. <laughs> Get out. Um, they send off Douglas and Marie with some parting gifts of their own. He gets a. What do they call that? A a, a line of wieners? Sure. <laughs> a string of hot dogs. Dogs on a string. <laughs> hot dogs on a string, which I've literally never seen in real life. Like, that's just, like, a movie thing. Is that it's a real life thing? Yeah, okay, that is at Deli's. And, uh, and, she, and Marie gets a clock radio. Oh, my god. She could be a real girl with a <laughs> clock radio. She's going to have to have real good reception. <laughs> that radio to work um and when they arrive back in snow globe village marie plants a big old kiss on douglas Mm -hmm. both both of their first ever and he is like hey oh that's Mm -hmm. better than ice skating Mm -hmm. um so is it just me or is their love stories resolution way better than angie and eddie's in this movie for sure they get like you know their characters obviously mature and um like literally uh douglas goes from eight an eight-year-old to like a like uh post pubescent <laughs> teenager <laughs> who's like uh, 14 15 <laughs> ready to get down in the bakery with yeah. murray um we end with a time jump by one year where Angie and Eddie live literally across the street from her mom's house so that they can talk across open windows because that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And she and her best friend have finally quit the deli to open their own Christmas shop, a very niche seasonal decor shop in a high rent area. Oh, yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's open what? two months a year um i sure hope her frustrated architect's bar keeps them afloat long enough for them to find the old snow globe in case they need somewhere to escape reality ends up really getting too real uh the bingo for this last section we get a very obvious run in with the ex Mm -hmm. when marie comes to find douglas we get a surprising wise sage <laughs> imparts advice from Joy of all people. Right. Um, we get someone learns a lesson when Angela starts talking, realizing about how perfection is overrated mm-hmm. and she really wants her messed up family Christmas after all. Yeah. And then we end with a little kiss in the snow and oh, yeah. love was there all along with Douglas and Marie. Boom. Boom. Okay, so for the center square, um, what is your favorite ridiculous moment? I think um, just the the narrative that this woman goes to a gl- like snow globe, <laughs> just like the entire and idea. She just 
comes back with like mittens and then these like characters can go in and out of worlds and they're and only just the two yeah. do like that this is a thing that seemingly exists like how many people is that guy delivering to and like nobody else in the village is curious about where marie like where did marie go and where did douglas go like nobody where are we getting our big goods from nobody else in the village seems to notice that they're missing and it's a literally the size of a block and time seems to move in actual real time yeah it's yeah. christmas there when it's christmas here right it that's it's just that <laughs> just all of for me just all of the that whole thing. <laughs> for me my brain is still breaking over the idea of a globe and a globe and a globe and yeah a globe. <laughs> yeah and the fact that like she moved out but she only moved like across from her parents building and that inside of the snow globe that she was given mm-hmm. it was like just the two it 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 makes me wonder if actually her entire life is just only limited to this one block and she doesn't realize that ah. she's actually in a small little area and like oh my god yeah <laughs> what if that's the movie and yeah. she just like actually is incapable of moving farther away well remember when her mom well she was like oh where did you meet this guy and then she was like vermont and her mom was like when did you go to vermont yeah like you're incapable we're all incapable they can't vermont leave brooklyn can't. yeah <laughs> we're only limited to you work in the deli which is right here wow so that's huh that's my like center square is like is all of life a globe and a globe and a globe and a globe and is the secret santa actually like god mm-hmm. of this entire snow globe universe well Lindsay, this movie <laughs> is a lot deeper <laughs> I have a totally different. I told you I'm having an existential crisis wow. with this movie. <laughs> this movie's deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna now scar it makes me. me think. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm just gonna be thinking of that now. Yeah. It's this is this is lost. <laughs> They're in purgatory. Yeah. This yeah. entire time. Were they dead all along? Are they just teeny tiny little characters in someone else's snow globe? So, <laughs> now that I'll leave you with that, um, I want to I want a chemistry read on who you think has better chemistry, okay. Angela and Eddie, or Douglas and Marie. We discussed this earlier. I think Eddie and Douglas's chemistry is like the best. <laughs> there we go. The best chemistry yeah. is actually Eddie and Douglas. How about you? Um, I like that assessment. <laughs> Yeah, I think of of all the possible sequels, Eddie and Douglas is the sequel I want to see. So, yeah. Or Joy and Marie, like, taking on anyone who comes, (laughs) any newcomers who come into their snow globe and, like, really, like, just really stepfording the shit out of them. Um, I'm also, though, really curious to learn, like, any sort of, like, behind-the-scenes info that you learned about the making um, of the movie. Erin Carpluck plays Claire, which is her friend. Okay. And I don't know if you watched 
She did a great job. I feel bad. I never, like, looked up her name. Yeah. (laughs) I just kept calling her her friend. (laughs) Did you watch Being Erica? (gasps) That's why she's so familiar. Yeah. Yes. I loved that show. And so it was just nice to see her in it. But it just was a bummer that there was such... She had such a small role. Yeah, I wanted a best friend finds love for her. Right? Yeah. Why couldn't she have taken her to the snow globe village with her some and at some point? And found her, dude. Yeah. 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 Mm. I mean, I guess or it would have been whatever. like, you know, she could have taken the, like, mittens guy or mm-hmm. something. So many potential sequels to this movie, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh Another character that we only got to know a little bit about was Jamie, the loser brother-in-law. Yeah. So he's uh, played by Ennis Esmer, and he actually played, I was looking at his resume online, he played Amir Kaplan in Schitt's Creek, oh, who's yeah. like the influential yes. travel blogger that Stevie hooks up with yes. in a couple of episodes. So I was like, oh wow, he's like really good. And I was actually really impressed with like the act, like the caliber of actors they actually had in this film was yeah. really good. They yeah, had I thought the mom L- did great. Lorraine Bracco from freaking Sopranos, which yeah. was like at the height of its popularity when this movie came out. Yeah. You know, um, and you had Ron Canada, like another really great esteemed actor. Obviously, Christina Milian. So yeah, just like a really great cast altogether. Um, you yeah, know, and that's all I really had. The- mm. Not too many uh, facts on this one. No, no fact. No, not 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 big on the facts and stats. Not this one. I mean, it was just filmed in Canada, but they're all filmed in Canada, all, <laughs> so it's, there's no surprise there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when they give the tax breaks, the movies go there. <laughs> Would you recommend this now? Like having. I mean, I guess first let's talk about we we grew up having watched this. Yeah. Like, I know you were like me. 25 Days of Christmas came around yeah. every year. We mm-hmm. watched, and there were always new movies. Mm-hmm. And then mixed in with the, like, every year, the tried and t- true ones that yes. was, like, you know, you always knew. So, going back, it's it's been a minute since oh, I had seen this. I haven't this. seen this movie since it came out. Yeah. Um, so, like, how did it hold up? And then would you recommend it now? I think it, it's very true to the time that it was created. It's very early aughts. Like, there's, like, it just really, really showed how it was in the early 2000s, which yeah. was kind of a cool throwback. Like, all the fashions. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yes. that cami. Yeah. That lacy camisole <laughs> making its debut. Yeah. Um, a lot of, I remember thinking I remember that, that was one. a good look. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was fine. I I guess it wasn't I don't know it just it was just kind of like a meh movie for me. Yeah, All it wasn't acting, as fun. I think the acting was superb. I think everyone was really great. I think the direction was really really good. Like all the actors really were doing their thing and um I just thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, sure, if you want to like I mean, it wasn't I guess when it comes to the movies that we like to enjoy because they're so cringeworthy, we love them. Yeah. This movie was not cringeworthy. Yeah. And I think maybe it's clearly not meant to be, so they <laughs> did their thing. But um yeah. Yeah. It, it's a it's a good movie. Clearly not for children though. 
Agreed. Like, when she came out in her little nightie. With her, like, yeah, when she was just, like, gonna seduce him. I was like, this is ABC family. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she is ready to turn up with this, like, guy who just is dreaming of hot dogs. (laughs) Yeah, not not, not the wieners that (laughs) she was hoping to... uh, have yeah. as the topic of conversation, uh, if you will. Yeah. Um, I just think that I don't know that they knew what audience they were really trying to go for. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like it wasn't as fun of a romp to go back to, mm-hmm. but especially compared to. Um, like, you know, last season we watched, tw- what was it, Twelve uh, 12, 12 Dates, dates of Christmas, of Christmas. Mm-hmm. and that was, mwah. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> I feel like that was a lot better than this. And then, was Holiday in Handcuffs one of these? Was was it a, Maybe. one of these? Or, like... I just feel like there were so many of these movies that yeah. I loved every right. year with the tw- with the 25 Days of Christmas. And so I'm just like, am I remembering it with, like, rose-colored glasses yeah. or would I like it as much? I do think it, like, set me up for loving these types of ridiculous for like, sure. rom-com movies. And then I don't know if, like, the movies have just gone more and more off the rails yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know... As they've gotten more, like, as we've aged, like, mm-hmm. the types, you know, the, the types of, the, the audience has aged, so the writing has aged mm-hmm. with it, or what, but I don't know that I would recommend it now. Yeah. Yeah. It also, I mean, you're right when you said that they're, like, they don't know who they're catering this movie to, and it's, now that I think about it, it feels like two very different movies. Like, yeah. the the characters, like, you know, like, the family, it's just, like, a very serious drama. Like, there's really not much comedy in no. it. But then, and then we have the Stepford Wives, like, kind of vibe in the village, which, since like, is, like, a horror thriller, like, I really want to watch. But then you have, like, the funny comedy with Eddie and eight-year-old, like, kind like, of, like, slapsticky Douglas, which is a totally different vibe, which yeah. is, like, the I thought was the most enjoyable of yeah. the different movies and vibes that we had in this yeah. one. So, yeah. yeah, it just, it felt like it, like, it didn't uh, transition well. Like, every scene kind of felt, not every scene, but certain parts definitely yeah. felt, like, yeah. they didn't completely blend. different. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, well, anyways, I'd be curious what other people think, especially if you had seen this before yeah. and then rewatching it again, what you think, like, on, you know, a more, uh, mature, like, you know, nostalgic rewatch and looking yeah. back on it, like, or versus if you'd never seen it before and watching it for the first time, if you're like, what the hell is this movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you, it's just enjoyable to watch it out mm-hmm. of nowhere, or if you're thinking this is insane, but yeah. So, you know, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, that's our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Meet Cute and Mistletoe. And we also hope you enjoyed Snow Globe. Yeah, so, you know, subscribe, write a review, share with your friends, and connect with us on social. 
Bye. We appreciate you. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to Meet Cute and Mistletoe wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review, share with your friends, check out our website at meetcuteandmistletoe.com to get the episode recipes and more. And connect with us on social at mcmistletoepod on Twitter and Meet Cute and Mistletoe on all other platforms. Meet Cute and Mistletoe is produced by Kelly Ray and Lindsay Hathaway. Music and audio by Grendel. Artwork by Renee Granillo.